Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, just a friendly reminder that you can download and subscribe to this podcast, tell five friends about this podcast who love Kansas athletics, and give it a five-star review. That would be much appreciated. And we can keep this thing rolling, baby, all night long, all day long. And let's get into today's episode. It's a Victory Tuesday when I'm recording this podcast. A Victory Tuesday after a big win on Big Monday. Jayhawks defeated the Texas Longhorns. You love to see it. 88-80. to And I want to dive into all of that and what that had to do with Big Monday coming up here in just a little bit, but we got to talk about that loss to Iowa State. First, I wanted to kick it off with the good, but you got to bring it back down to reality, which is the Kansas Jayhawks lost last Saturday to Iowa State. I didn't want to go too deep into this one because happened in the past. We're moving on from it, but got to talk about it because it was a bad loss on the road. Losing 68-53 at Iowa State. Iowa State is a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're a top 15 squad. But going on the road after uh, just beating Kentucky on the road the week before, beating Kansas State at home in a big top 10 matchup, there's no easy games in the Big 12. So going on the road and losing isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was just the way that they lost that game because outside of Jalen Wilson, the Jayhawks' best scorer this year, uh, the Hawks were doing absolutely nothing. Wilson scored half of the Jayhawks' points. So when you put that into perspective, you you don't get what you need from the rest of the team. And Bill Self had to address that uh, and has to address that moving forward because we've talked about how the bench is a little bit weak this year for Kansas and it's gotten even smaller with some injuries the past couple of weeks. Clements got hurt. Uh, last week, you also had Zuby Ejifer who got hurt as well. And those are two of your big guys off the bench. You don't have a lot of big guys anyway on this Jayhawks roster. You've got uh, MJ Rice coming off the bench, Ernest Uday Jr. But for this Jayhawks team, they just don't have a deep bench. And with the injuries, that's not going to help them out at all, especially during conference play when you're playing Really solid Big 12 teams game in and game out. So going in to Hilton Coliseum in Ames, Iowa, it was wild as usual. Crowd was getting crazy there. But KU just couldn't adjust on offense or defense throughout the entire game. And that loss set KU back into third place in the Big 12 standings. And that was uh, just going into that game, you're thinking, all right, if Kansas can win this game, They'll set up a big Monday matchup with Texas for first place in the conference. And their record now uh, was sitting at seven or six and four going into that game. So here we go. Big Monday coming into Lawrence, Kansas. And it's Texas, number five in the nation, which on Mondays, the new rankings come out. Kansas was ranked number nine. Texas ranked number five. And if you want to keep going through the Big 12, (laughs) talking about how good they've been all year, Texas number five, Kansas number nine, Kansas State number 11, Iowa State who just beat Kansas number 12, Baylor number 14, TCU number 17, 
it's an absolutely wild season in the Big 12, and I want to talk about that coming up a little bit later in the podcast about how this Big 12 can affect Kansas going into March Madness, how the entire Big 12 is going to be affected uh, in March Madness here. But for Big Monday, for that big win for the Jayhawks, 88-80, to against Texas in Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas, you love to see him coming off that loss on Saturday to Iowa State and coming out and getting a win. And here's the thing about Kansas on Big Monday. They started the game hot, which they, they haven't done that all year long. It's been a struggle to get out here and 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 to score points early in games. I don't know what it is with this Jayhawks team, but they always start out slow. Then they have to catch up. And it's not it's not always going to work out in their favor. It's going to bite them in the butt. It has bitten them in the butt uh, throughout Big 12 play so far against Iowa State on Saturday, a couple weeks ago on the road at Kansas State, even at home against TCU. Got out to a struggle, struggled early in the game, and they just couldn't catch back up. So in this game against Texas, it was vital that they started out hot, and they did. They led this game from start to finish. Uh, Dewan Harris led the way with the great defense to start the game, getting a few steals. And uh, the first basket of the game, Kevin McCullough Jr. contributing on the defensive side as well. Grady Dick hitting shots, which he has not done a lot lately. Grady Dick on a little bit of a slump here in Big 12 play. But Dick going two for two from deep. Nobody else on the Jayhawks squad had a three-pointer. In this game, Grady Dick was the only one, and he was 100% from behind the arc. And uh, you needed those three-pointers from Grady Dick in a close game when it was 88-80 to for the final score. He was hitting his free throws as well. Kevin McCuller Jr., if you want to talk about a guy hitting his free throws, that guy was on fire at the free throw line. He made 11 free throws in this game out of his 16 points. 11 of them were free throws. And here is the strange thing about this game for the Kansas Jayhawks. Jalen Wilson, who's been their star player averaging over 20 points a game, had two points in this game. This was, uh, since he's been a starter for Kansas, this was his career low. Two points in 27 minutes. One for seven from the field. He did get into foul trouble early, which did not help his cause. Still got to play 27 minutes, though, but six rebounds, two assists, only two points for Jalen Wilson, and everybody else needed to step up in this game. You had K.J. Adams getting eight rebounds and 10 points, nearly a double-double. Grady Dick, who I just talked about, 21 points, made two three-pointers, had four rebounds, had one assist, uh, had a couple steals as well. Dewan Harris Jr. with a handful of steals. A handful of assists, six rebounds, and 17 points. DeWan Harris was the player of the game. Kevin McCullough Jr. again, 16 points, 11 of those at the free throw line, six assists, two rebounds, and McCullough was playing some stellar defense as well. What I really liked about this game, you had Joseph Yesifu coming off the bench, scoring 14 points. This was his biggest game of the year. Five rebounds, 14 points for Joseph Yesifu. MJ Rice off the bench, three rebounds, two points. Ernest Uday Jr. off the bench, two rebounds, six points. 
you needed these guys coming off the bench, especially with Grady Dick ended up with four fouls as well, getting into foul trouble in the second half. You had Jalen Wilson in foul trouble throughout the whole game. And it was one of those nights where you needed guys off the bench to step up, even though you only had three guys playing off the bench. That's what Bill Self needed, and that's what he needs going forward if this team's going to make a run at another national title in March. But you had guys step up. Dewan Harris Jr., he's shown that he can score points. Sometimes he just goes dark and he doesn't he doesn't even shoot the ball very much. But in this game, they needed him to. He did it, 17 points. An incredible game across the board. Obviously, Grady Dick had the uh, led the team in scoring with 21 points. But one thing that I really liked in this game against Texas on Big Monday, compared to where they were on Saturday against Iowa State, It was the offensive rebounding. They were getting second chances, and they just weren't doing that against Iowa State. They were only getting one shot. It was a one-and-done situation on the offensive side of the ball. And you just love to see the hustle from all these guys, especially the guys off the bench like Joseph Yesifu, finally getting some playing time, played 19 minutes. And even when Jalen Wilson wasn't hitting shots, he was still... Uh, out there hustling, trying to get those rebounds, trying to get second chance points. And then the team camaraderie showing some uh, down the stretch, getting those steals, getting those second chance points. Some some of these guys, uh, Joseph Yesfu just keeps sticking out in my mind because he had a couple great dunks on fast breaks. You had an alley-oop from uh, McCuller to Grady Dick late in the game with about two minutes left. And it was just an exciting game to watch on Big Monday. And something that people don't really talk about, Bill Self is undefeated at home on Big Monday. I think the stat was 34-0 and on Big Monday now. Maybe 36-0. and uh, I didn't have that stat in front of me right now. Sorry. But either way, Bill Self, 34-0, and 36-0, whatever it is, he's undefeated at home on Big Monday And that's why KU was a four-point favorite going into this one, even though Texas was the number five team in the nation. Kansas showed what they were made of at home and showed what they can do going forward heading into March. I know we still got a lot of time left here in February, but looking ahead to the Big 12 tournament, looking ahead to March Madness, Kansas needs that effort from the bench when Wilson's not hitting his shots or even when Wilson is hitting his shots, you're going to need those guys off the bench to give you some energy going into the tournament. So speaking of that, come up here after this quick break. I want to talk to you guys about the Big 12, what's going on, how crazy it is at the top with six Big 12 teams in the top 20, and what that could mean for March Madness. We're going to talk about it here right after this quick break. Hey there, it's Pete Mundo, owner at Heartland College Sports. So are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? You are. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. And new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern time and see what the prop bet will be and how it's going to be boosted. 
So I'm fired up. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm in Kansas City. I cannot wait for the game. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code HCS for Heartland College Sports. New customers bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. Get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code HCS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to dive in to the Big 12 and what everything is looking like from the top to the bottom, really. The entire Big 12 is looking good, but something is happening right now in college basketball that has never been done before. Potentially, six teams in the top 20 going into March Madness. And it's creating quite a logjam for what the committee is going to have to be doing. But before we get into that, I want to correct something. Before uh, before in the first segment, I was talking about Kansas being 34-0 and uh, on Big Monday under Bill Self at home. But here's the thing. I, I, I mixed it up. It was 36-0. and I was, I was waffling back and forth. Was it 36-0 and or was it 34-0? Bill Self, 36-0 and at home on Big Mondays. And the Jayhawks won their 40th straight big Monday home contest. So that dates back to before Bill Self was even head coach at Kansas. So that goes back all the way to the Roy Williams years. Of course, Kansas has had quite a streak of good head coaches back to back to back to back there in Lawrence. So that is an incredible feat by Bill Self and the Kansas basketball program. 40 straight big Monday home contest wins and Bill Self now 36 and 0 at home. On Big Monday, another stat here for Bill Self, since it was number nine Kansas beating number five Texas 88-80 to on Monday night, it was the 11th home win versus an AP top five team, and now he's 11-1 all-time at home against a top five team. That is better than any coach in college basketball history. He comes in first place ahead of number two, Adolph Rupp, former Kentucky coach, one of the greats, one of the all-time greats. Number three on the list is Jay Wright from Villanova, who is nine and three. And then, of course, Tom Izzo, one of the great coaches of our day, nine and four, uh, all-time against top five teams at home. Bill Self, number one on the list with an 11 and one record. You love to see it. You know what also you love to see? Kansas coming to the game, number nine in the nation, beating number five, Texas, because Texas, first of all, is getting ready to head off to the SEC here probably in the next year or two. And uh, whenever you can beat an, uh, a team that's on their way out, like Texas or Oklahoma or before that, you, you know, you had Missouri and Nebraska and Colorado leaving the conference. But you love to see uh, Kansas beating up on Texas as they're on their way out. But for the entirety of the Big 12 right now, the teams that we have in place in the conference, you've got Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor, TCU, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma, all in contention to be a part of March Madness. And last night at halftime of the KU Texas game, Joe Lenardi, he's the the bracketology master over there at ESPN, and he broke it down, and he's saying that this is going to be something that we've never seen before. And when the NCAA tournament committee uh, 
tries to put their it's a tough job. The NCAA committee has a tough job and trying to get eight teams into a bracket and not have them play uh within the first couple of rounds is tough to do. So I I don't I am not feeling uh any certain way for the committee. I don't I don't envy their job at all right now. But the Big 12 is putting them in a tough spot because right now you're going in twos up and down the line. You've got Texas and Kansas who are slated to be two seeds. You've got Iowa State and Kansas State projected to be three seeds. You've got Baylor and TCU projected to be three or four seeds. And that has never happened. You've never had six teams from one conference all be in the top four line. So whether it be one, two, three, or four seed, you've never had a league have six teams in the top 16. And right now, You've got text. This was going into the game last night. So I this could be adjusted next week. The Big 12 is tough. Teams are beating up on each other. You never know what's going to happen in the Big 12. But this was going into last night's Texas-Kansas game. Texas and Kansas were both two seeds. With Texas being the number six overall seed, Kansas being the number eight overall seed. Iowa State was on the three seed line as the number nine overall seed. Kansas State, number three seed. With the 11 overall seed. Baylor, 3 seed, as the number 12 overall seed. And TCU, a 4 seed, as the number 16 overall seed. And that's going to be tough for the committee as they get into it. With the Big 12 tournament coming up, the Big 12 tournament is going to be absolutely ridiculous in Kansas City this year. I, I don't even know what to expect from the Big 12 tournament because everybody's beating up on each other. And it seems like if you can get a win on the road... Like, Texas beat Kansas State on the road. That was huge. That lofted them into first place by two games in the conference. If you can get some wins on the road, now what's going to need to happen for Kansas is they're going to have to go on the road and win at Texas before the Big 12 tournament. That's going to be a huge game. That's probably going to be the game of the year, Kansas at Texas. But So you have those six, team, or those six teams, Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor, and TCU, all in the top 16 in the nation as we're trying to sort out bracketology. Then you have West Virginia, who's the number 38 overall seed. That's the seventh best team in the Big 12, the number 38 overall seed. They're lined up right now as a 10 seed in the tournament. Oklahoma State, an 11 seed in the tournament. They look like they're going to be one of the last four in. And then you've got Oklahoma, who's maybe on the outside looking in right now, but could jump in there because they have some quality wins to their schedule and they have some big games coming up against Kansas. They've got some big games coming up. Really, every game that you're trying to win in the Big 12 is a big game at this point. But Oklahoma also had a really big win in the Big 12 SEC Challenge just a couple of weeks ago now where they beat a top-five team in Alabama. So Oklahoma is being considered as a potential March Madness team. So you've got eight teams that are right now in the tournament Potentially nine out of your 10 teams in the Big 12 could be in the March Madness tournament. It's just insane how good the Big 12 is this year. And if you're a Kansas fan, beating Texas last night is huge for a couple of reasons. One, when the brackets come out next week, more than likely Kansas could be back up jumping 
towards the one line. You could be a one seed next week after that win over Texas. If not, you'll be one of the top two seeds jumping over Texas for sure. And you'll be able to get into that bracket that you want to see. Potentially the two seed in the Midwest. If that happens, you'll be playing in Des Moines, Iowa in the first couple rounds of the tournament. And then you'd come down to Kansas City because Kansas City is hosting the Midwest Regional this year for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. So if you're a Kansas fan, you want to see them get the two seed or the one seed in the Midwest so that they can play in Des Moines in the first couple rounds. That's just a couple-hour drive north for Kansas fans. And then having them in Kansas City, just a half-hour drive from Lawrence, Kansas, plus you've got the Kansas City Metro, who has a ton of the Jayhawk fan base, Right in your backyard, if you can play the sweet six, if you can advance through the first couple rounds of the tournament, that's always big. You got to get out of the first two rounds. But if you can advance to the sweet 16 and potentially the elite eight playing in Kansas City in your backyard, that would be absolutely huge for the Kansas Jayhawks. And that is something that all Jayhawks fans are going to be looking forward to as the Big 12 tournament approaches and as March Madness approaches. We're going to be keeping a close eye on it here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Of course, you can always check out the latest over at heartlandcollegesports.com, which is where I keep up with all the news for all the other teams in the Big 12. Of course, I'm keeping an eye on the Jayhawks myself, but it's hard to keep up with your one team that you focus on and then branch off and see about all the other teams. But you can read about every team over there in the Big 12 at heartlandcollegesports.com. So I love checking out all the articles on the other teams and what they're doing over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast. It is in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. As always, I have some KU articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com you can check out. But like I said, with the Big 12 being so close and so tough, check out everybody's articles, what's happening in the Big 12 as the hoops Uh, season is coming towards a close, getting toward the Big 12 tournament. We'll be out there covering that as well for heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.